but he gave us one system to operate in first until we understood the second system. Hey, okay, this is Jeff and John. We're from the other side of the pulpit. And I'm Jeff, and I'm tired. He's John, and he's the preacher's kid. I'm ugly and old. I'm a preacher with kids, and so we get together and talk about the Bible and current events, and John was getting all political on me just a minute ago. And yeah, but it had reason, didn't it? Yes, he did. And it all goes back to this what's going on with everything that's going on today. Yes. And uh, so anyway, we, we're going to talk about God and the Bible, and, and uh, we're going to talk about, we're probably going to talk about 35 minutes, but <laughs> we try to keep it down low. All right, so uh, let's pray and we'll get started. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Father, for anybody that would listen to this podcast, Lord, we ask you to, Lord, just give them the desire to study your word uh, more and to get deeper in your word. Father, we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Johnny, you got it? You did understand when I tell you, when you Ted texted me last night about whatever it was we were talking about, Mm -hmm. about my tutums. Yes. Okay. I understood too the first time. I just thought I'd I, I did. Throw I, I, you know, I, throw which goes back to what we were talking about about systems mm. of following God. Yes. Okay. Because God issued first the natural and the spiritual. Mm-hmm. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? The chicken. God the chicken. created the chicken. He created chickens. He didn't create eggs. That's right. All right. Oh, he may, let's see one minute. He may have created an egg, but for Adam to eat, but. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go back to a question you had asked me on Thursday. You know how I know it was on Thursday? Because you got a phone. Because it's on the phone right here. Yes, it came through on Thursday. All right, and this question was this: Is there such a thing as a lukewarm Christian going to heaven? Mm-hmm. Revelation, when he's writing to the church, he says. All right, warm, warm, I'll speed you out. See, when I started getting into separation and stuff right there. Mm-hmm. All right. First off, is there such thing as a lukewarm Christian? My first thought is no. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because if you're a Christian, you want to serve God. Now, don't get me wrong. I think there's people out there who have fallen short and who, who really, you know, they they may. You started this. I'm not sure how to put it. I'm trying to figure out how to put it. To me, someone who's lukewarm is someone that attends church occasionally. They they don't really read their Bible, but they they claim they're a Christian, but they're. But they only have Christian values when they're around Christian people. But then they don't have Christian values when. To me, that's a lukewarm. That's somebody that is appeasing to whoever. And God says in His Word, He says, if you sway with the wind, then you're going. You know, don't you know? Have faith so that you don't change directions every time the wind blows. And to me, that's what a lukewarm person is. They're not hot for God. They're not cold for God. They're not hot for the world. They're not cold for the world. They're just trying to appease a, a, a law or a rule to get so that they can go to heaven. Um, well, that's what I feel like a lukewarm Christian is. All right. In that, in that, having mm-hmm. said that, is that person truly a Christian? I personally don't think so. 
I personally think that based on that, they are not a child of God. Because if they were a child of God, they would and they would want to live for God. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not to say they're not going to make bad choices once in a while, but which is part of our human nature, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying that because, to be honest, uh, you know, failure is not an option. It's it's almost it's a requirement. It's, <laughs> not, only, not only is it a requirement, yeah. it is. The first thing that we've come to. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm we're not... born into failure. Yeah, because I was reading the First Corinthians, and um, and it was talking about, you know, it was talking a lot about the um, people, John stepping out, so he would unwrap without making a noise because we got in trouble for eating on here one time. <laughs> anyway... So, but but you know, you think about this, though, John. If you read reading in Corinthians, there were people that didn't understand what they were doing wrong. There's a difference in not understanding what you're doing wrong and not understanding and falling, you know, and and choosing, which is ignorance. Yes, it's ignorance versus yeah. But but oh, I'm a Christian, but I'm gonna go out and live this way is not is not being a Christian. Now, one if you if you as you learn and grow and develop, your your faith should be stronger. But, but look at what he said in Romans chapter eleven. Uh, Paul writes that uh, that the that the Jewish people he saved remnants. He saved seven hundred that did not bow down bow new before. But, huh? Seven thousand. Was it seven thousand? Yeah, but the ratio is still the same if you think about it. Because at that time, how many millions of Jews were there? Yeah. So, so it's it, there's the ratios. I mean, seven hundred, seven thousand in relation to you know it's yeah. still a certain, just a very small percentage. He's, yeah, he he got he he had, uh, but he he saved out those that did not bow their knee before Baal. In other words, it, those that were not living, those that were living a life that would. They're stale, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Those that are living a life that are, that's not for God are not God's people. Exactly. They, they don't belong to Him anyway. Right. So technically, there's no such thing as lukewarm people. However, the, the flip side of that is... Um, I, 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 think, I think what we're getting at here... I think what we're looking at, I think part of the question is, is you got people that Paul describes in in, uh, 1 Corinthians that have gotten to the point that they're still babes in Christ and they haven't grown any. Correct. Now, what that means is they've understood that what Christ done for us was sufficient enough to cover our sin debt where we wouldn't have to Mm -hmm. spend eternity in hell. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think as a whole, we as an evangelical church have reduced the importance and, and the sufficiency and the message of what has occurred in that, which mm-hmm. is why I keep going back to second uh, to Romans chapter 2, where Paul talks about when we come to the realization of the, of the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. 
that that's what leads to that repentance. Mm-hmm. We 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 have it, we've reduced it down to such that we don't realize everything that God has done for us in that death, burial, and resurrection. Mm-hmm. We've reduced it down to where all it is is now is a get out of jail free card. Yes, and I've been saying this for years, and uh, Christianity has become the default religion. Uh huh. If you are not atheist, if you don't profess to be an atheist, if you don't profess to be Jewish, if you don't profess to be um, Hinduism, Hindu, Hinduism, or Muslim, or um, what's another? I mean, just Scientology, Mormon, Luther, uh, not Luther, uh, Christian Scientist. Yeah, Christian Scientist. If you're not any of those, then you must be a Christian. And well, the, the even modern day religion has said that. Even Jehovah's Witnesses are Christians. Well, how can you be a Christian if they deny Christ? Mm-hmm. And I'm not assaulting them, okay? Anybody that rejects Christ mm-hmm. as the only way, as the sufficient sacrifice, as the one who has paid the sin debt for all of humanity mm-hmm. for all time, anybody that rejects that, very basic, anybody that perverts that as a group or whatever, is wrong. Period. In the story, mm-hmm. biblically correct. Anywhere in the Bible you go, you find that. Bottom line, simplicity. But we have reduced the evangelical message down to that. That mm-hmm. if you come to God through Christ Jesus, and you believe that you've been forgiven of your sins, and you'll be saved. Period. That's all you got to do. Now, where is the new life there? Where is the Holy Spirit coming well, in? Where is the surrender? Where Where is the rest of that come in? Where has the transition got muddled between all of this? So is there a lukewarm Christian? I think there's an ignorant Christian. Mm-hmm. And either you are or you aren't. I had somebody come up to me and go, did you know you, uh, uh, if you're a Christian, you go to heaven to get, to get rewards if you're a lukewarm Christian, you still get rewards, but you don't get as many. And so I'm not going to be a lukewarm Christian. I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a, a good Christian. Well, even in that, Jeff, there's selfishness. I know. I know. I, I, look, look, there was so much wrong with that statement. I know. Where do, you, where do you jump off on it? <laughs> but there's there's the, the, the issue of the self... The, well, people don't realize the self-centeredness that they have in their life. Absolutely. I mean, when you're when when you put others down to make yourself look good, or when you you know um, what you call that emulation. Mm-hmm. And when you when you uh, yeah criticizing others, uh, and then and then. Um, Thinking that you're better than everybody, not not wanting to admit that you ever can be wrong. Isn't that pride? Yeah, I mean, there's there's folks out there that that doesn't matter how wrong they are, they'll never admit it. They'll come up with an excuse, but they'll never admit it. Mm-hmm. Then you got, I mean, there's there's, but but here's the other thing: is that necessarily 
someone that's not a Christian or is that someone that doesn't realize they're again ignorant, doesn't yeah. realize that they're that that that's their issue. That they haven't grown. Yes. That, that they they've gotten the milk of the word that you give a baby. Or maybe they've gotten they've grown, but that's just an, they just have grown and that but they still you know, to me some of that is teenagerism where mm-hmm. you you, know, you can't tell you can't tell them nothing. They want they want the best of everything. It's going through that hormonal transition mm-hmm. where everything kicks in. That's going to drive them through the rest of their lives. Yes, which is where the training of the parent comes in mm-hmm. and the maturity. That's the reason the parent is so much older than the child supposedly. Mm-hmm. Is because in that maturity, if they have abided in the word, then they can take that word and impute it. Mm-hmm. Which, when you go back in the old in the in the Jewish system, the son doesn't become a full heir, even though he is a full heir until he's been trained in the business of his father, mm-hmm. to where he can run that business of the father mm-hmm. without the father having to be there. Mm-hmm. And the father can have confidence in that child running that business mm-hmm. that he knows if he's not there, the business is not going to falter and fail. Correct. That's that diligent of business that's taught into that. That's when he receives the full heir, the full mm-hmm. heirship, the full responsibility of it. I think that's why the Queen of England hadn't died yet. She knows. <laughs> <It's> very, she <laughs> knows. <laughs> the dude, yes. The dude is following. And, and, he ain't got it all together sometimes. You know? He needs to skip a generation. <laughs> well, I, mean, I ain't even going to go there. <laughs> but... I, I think the initial question you ask and what you send and then what you ask in the voicemail, mm-hmm. which unfortunately I've deleted because my phone locked up. Yeah, that's okay. That's another story. <laughs> that's all right. It's like saying call uh, when, when something goes wrong. It, 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 sidetrack here, okay? Mm-hmm. It's like when you got an electronic device. Mm-hmm. But you also got a helpline. So when you have trouble with that electronic device, mm-hmm. that you can call the helpline. Well, if the phone is locked, if the device is locked and can't be used, how are you going to call tech support? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pay phone. <laughs> I wish y'all to see the look he just gave me. <laughs> Have you tried to locate a payphone lately? <laughs> yeah. Have you tried to locate a landline lately? Meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's a sidebar. My 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 uh, electronic device monitoring so, device locked up. I mean, see, because <clears throat> what I told the person was, you know, lukewarm. There's no such thing as a lukewarm. No such Christian. thing as a lukewarm question. And they they were surprised to hear that. And I said, a lukewarm Christian is, is, you know, when you look at what God says about being lukewarm, I'll spew you out. And, um, but... Which now, I, in, in, in accordance with that, I think that that sometimes is, is that Scripture has been taken out of context. I, I think you're right too. But the whole point is... That if you're not living for God, 
you're not for God. That, exactly. You know, that's kind of the whole point on exactly. that. Yeah. And you're right. That that verse of scripture is one that I have really studied a lot and and trying to come to grips with how you because I because depends on who you talk to. It means one some one thing or means another absolutely. thing. Absolutely. But absolutely does. but in the in the realm of what we're talking about, you know, it's kind of like when you you know being the, 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 Jesus said, "Don't be like the Pharisees, all puffed up, you know, and and uh, and you know, just about it. I think everywhere eleven is mentioned uh, in the Bible, it's mentioned in a negative con- con- context. And so, except there's one verse that's kind of controversial that it's mentioned in, and uh, some people say that it's mentioned in a positive way, and others say it's mentioned in a negative way. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, it opens up another discussion. It does. Right but what I'm getting at is we're not going to get into that. With, with the lukewarmness, uh, you know, you look at it and go, God, God wants you for Him. There's, if you think that you're, to me, just a nutshell version of what we're talking about is, if you're lukewarm, you're not serving God. You're serving yourself, trying to get into heaven. It. If you're lukewarm, I genuinely don't think a person is saved. I think you're right. Now, if if you go by the definitions that have been impaled and, and pounded into us all these years from denominational and non-denominational and uh, ultra-sophisticated, legalistic, if you're not out pounding on doors and beating the, the streets down and wearing your shoes out, knocking on doors and witnessing to every individual you come into, you're not a, you are a lukewarm Christian. Well, now see, if you haven't led somebody. Well, quote, see, unquote, now you're you're, you're talking about um, religions, and I'm it, not that's talking. That's exactly my point. I'm talking about living for God. I'm talking about being following the Word of God um, every day, all day long. To me, it's more effective not not to knock on a door. If you knock on my door, if you if you come and knock on my door and you don't know me, immediately. I don't want you in my around. Mm-hmm. My my first. I live in the woods. I don't live in the neighborhood. I don't live in the subdivision. I I live in the woods. You can't. And I I'll have somebody you know come up my driveway, and literally if I don't know them, I I I've got my defenses on. They're they're either at the wrong house. Yes. For the right reason, or they're at the right house for the wrong reason. Yes. Yeah. Now, if I've got somebody that knows me and, and knocks on my door and wants to talk to me about Christ, you know, when, and 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 uh, witness to me, then I'm going to look at them and go, "Let me pick your life apart." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me, let me find out so, where you're coming from first. Yes, because you know that's that's the whole thing. I think that if you're living for Christ, you, people are going to notice that. Um, it's like um, I got what I considered to be this huge compliment from a guy at work mm-hmm. um, when they said something about a preacher, and he pointed over at me, and he goes, that's a true preacher. Mm-hmm. And what he was saying was, that man right there is living for God, and he pointed at me. And I thought, man, that's 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 a, that was a better compliment than anything that he could have said because – what he was saying was I would I represented God, mm-hmm. and so if if that's when people see that they they know that they will they they will look at you in a different way, 
and you will be a greater witness for them by living this word. And when you fail, and look, and you go up to somebody and go, hey, look, I just want you to know I, I messed up right here. Let me show what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. It blows their mind because you're not telling. If I walk up to somebody and go, you're going to hell unless you receive Jesus. Immediately, you're mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm going to hell. Who are you to tell me I'm going to hell? But if I walk up to you and say, hey, let me tell you what God sent for me. Or if I just, in my life, and they go, why are you the way you are? I go, let me tell you what God's done for me. Mm-hmm. You know that 95% of the, well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say probably 99% of the, of the biblical discussions I get into with people on the street are them asking me questions. Mm-hmm. And I had a lady um, ask me some biblical questions one time. We got to talking and she said, <laughs> She said, I guess people, uh, I guess you're always talking about God. I said, yeah, but you know the coolest part about it? She said, what? I said, I never start the conversation. Mm-hmm. She said, yes, yes, you do. I said, oh, you ask me questions. I just answered your questions. I answered all your questions. And every time you, I answered your questions, you had another question. And, and, and I did that until you said, I guess you're, you, you always talk about the Bible. And, I, and she went, huh. I guess you're right. I said, don't get me wrong. I love it. But the best way to witness is to live the Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, you can get confused by going and knocking on doors and going and doing, you know, evangelizing on the streets and all that kind of stuff. And that's, to me, that's fine. But how many people pass by the people preaching on the streets and, mm-hmm. and truly receive Christ as their Savior? And how many people... What will you get to talk to, and on a day to day basis? And, and I'm all about not wasting my time. Mm-hmm. I think we can be efficient, but when you get down to that, it's your life represents whether you're a Christian or not. And there's a lot of people that claim to be Christian, but they never study, they never read, they never do anything. They're walking through life doing good deeds and think they're a child of God and they really are lukewarm mm-hmm. in their in their belief system, which means in my opinion that they based my opinion based on scripture, they're they're not Christians. Well and, and see all of this goes back to the question that you asked me mm-hmm. about you and I, you know, we've been in so many different discussions about what it, what it means to be saved and, mm-hmm. and you know coming to correctly coming to the right way or whatever. But it it all goes back to the question you asked me about whether I believed I was saved or not. Mm-hmm. That if I died, I was going to heaven while I was living like hell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what did I base that on? I went all the way back. I went all the way back to that point in time, which is what I have been taught doctrinally mm-hmm. as a denominational as a. a, a it was the narrative, okay? I'll just I'll mm-hmm. say that it was the narrative that was given at that time. Mm-hmm. Now, can I say that at that point I was saved, that I would go to heaven if I had died in all of my debauchery and, and immorality? And mm-hmm. Could I say that? At that time, yeah, I could have. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I was resting on that moment that I came forward, 
Mm-hmm. I made the profession. I genuinely believed in my heart that that was the only way to heaven. Mm-hmm. And that if I believed that, then I would go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But as I got older, I began to realize that I was in ignorance of this. Mm-hmm. That I had believed a, a, a prescribed form of what I had been taught, a narrative. Mm-hmm. Okay? Which is what every denominational Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter which one it is. Every denomination has its own narrative that mm-hmm. you follow. But as I get up and, and I begin to realize and I begin to get into the Word of God and I begin to discover stuff, why? Because I had been challenged. Not by you, but this was this was uh, actually before I ever even started coming here. Mm-hmm. That I had been challenged that what I believed, based on what I believed and what I told this gentleman, mm-hmm. that I was not going to heaven. So at that time, I started digging. Now, why did I do that? It's because the Holy Spirit came into my heart and told me, look, you need to look, you need to look into this. Mm-hmm. You need to get curious. You need to find out for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and at that point in time is when I started that journey to come back and discover, where did I go wrong? What happened? Mm-hmm. It's what I really believed. Was mm-hmm. it enough to get me to heaven? Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I began to discover what the gospel meant. That's when I begin to discover the separation between Peter and Paul. That's when I just begin to discover the difference between the Jewish system that they were under and the Gentile system which we were under. Mm-hmm. That's when I, I begin to, to differentiate between law and grace. And when I came into the book of Acts, I begin to undercover, uncover this stuff that this, this system that was about was a plan that was instituted from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Before the world ever even was formed, it was instituted. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it was God's plan. And it's going to follow through all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change. Well, and and see, so your testimony is different than mine. That was about three or four years that I didn't live for God at all. That I was, mm-hmm. And during that time, the entire time, I was doing that I was living that worldly life and, and, was, and was running from God and Dude, there was that voice that the Holy Spirit was telling me, you know, this isn't right. You know, you shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. You know, you shouldn't have said that. Why'd you do this? You know, you're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. That's not the right kind of life. Mm-hmm. The whole time I had the Holy Spirit talking to me. So if you look and, and go, okay, would would I have died and gone to heaven or hell? Yeah, I'd have gone to heaven mm-hmm. because back then, I. but it was, to me, it was the same not the same, but it was similar in the, in the aspect of the physical of of, of Jonah running from, mm-hmm. from God, mm-hmm. you know, and God was with him the whole time. That's why I say I know what it's like to be in the belly of a fish, even though I've never been there, mm-hmm. because the whole time I was doing that, the Holy Spirit was with me going, you're not doing right. You're not doing right. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? And I kid you not, it was a, it was a point I was sitting in a place I should not have been, doing things that I should not have been doing, with people who were doing the same thing, and and the Holy Spirit said, you know, God's not going to be with you. God, mm-hmm. God, if God, mm-hmm. came, if Jesus came back right now, would He find you in this place? And I heard that same voice, and I said, <laughs> hmm. So I turned around and I, I looked at the guys I was with and said. I'll buy the next round if we can go after that. I'm tired. Yeah. And so they said, okay. Because I knew if I said, let's go, they wouldn't want to go. But if I said, I'm tired, I'll buy the next round and we go. 
that they would be okay with that because I, you know, you got to use psychology on drunks. Mm-hmm. Bought the next round. These guys, we we drank it, we left, and uh, got back, and and uh, man, I spent the rest of the night praying, mm-hmm. Lord, I just re- re- you know let me let me be the right person. And at that point, at that point in my life, I turned around and became somebody different. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I was before I started running from God, before I fell and before I fell down in the mud. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I say we don't know somebody's heart. Somebody would have looked at me at that point and might have said I was lukewarm, but they don't know my heart. Mm-hmm. And my, my heart, I was battling and struggling. And so that's when things changed in my life. And when they changed in my life, that's when I started doing the right thing. So mm-hmm. from probably my junior year, my I guess my junior year of high school to probably my um, about midway through my sophomore year of college is when I was when I was having and then I I started turning my life around mm-hmm. and I, I and and so was I a child of God at that point? I believe so. I, mm-hmm. I, I truly believe I was, and I truly believe that God was trying to pull me back to where He wanted me mm-hmm. the whole time. And I say that to say we don't know people's hearts. So we can't really sit here and go, well, you're a Christian, you're not a Christian, you're a Christian, you're not a Christian. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you want to define a Christian as being lukewarm, then absolutely not. There's no such thing as a lukewarm Christian. Mm-hmm. There's Christians that are struggling with things. Yep. There's Christians yep, exactly. that, are, that are serving God. Exactly. There's Christians that have fallen short. There's Christians that, that, that uh, have come, hit a stumbling block. But there's not a lukewarm Christian. Right. And so... I don't want to. I don't want to say it's okay to to do what I did. Uh, there's there. That's not a good time in my life. I'm not, and I'm not happy about those years. Uh, when I look back on it, I try not to talk about those years because it's. I should not have turned from God. I shouldn't have run. It was not. It's not. A, it was not a good time. If it was a good time, I'd still be there. Mm-hmm. And so, but, and that that's where you know I think one of the things that you and I may differ on is. I believe that not fully understanding the scripture does not keep you from being a Christian. I think no. that when you when you want Jesus into your and when you hear the gospel, whether it be um, from Peter or Paul or the, look at the Old Testament, New Testament, all of it, just the the four gospels: Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, or what Paul wrote. Or if you look at the Old Testament, whatever, and you start looking and going, I want that, God's going to say, you can have that. I'm not keeping it from you. I think that's the difference. You know, he's, you don't have to fully understand everything. And in fact, if you have to fully understand everything, then you and I are still not Christians mm-hmm. because we don't fully understand it. Which is why I keep going back to the basics. Do you, number one, have the basics? The very basics. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you understand and you get the basics, mm-hmm. then you can go on and build on that from there. Mm-hmm. But until you have that foundation, you don't have a house to build. Mm-hmm. But when you get the foundation, then you can begin to build on that foundation. Mm-hmm. Now, in, the, in building on that foundation, you can make mistakes mm-hmm. because then you can go back and correct them mm-hmm. and start back where you, you know, where you left off. Go back here. That's where repentance comes in. You go back mm-hmm. and you pick up. 
mm-hmm. you start you you tear you you pull out what the bad mistakes you put in, mm-hmm. and you reinstall that good purity right. in that foundation. That's where you build your house on. Mm-hmm. But you've got to go back to that foundation. Mm-hmm. Do you genuinely believe mm-hmm. what the gospel says? That Christ died for your sins, mm-hmm. was buried, and rose again. Because mm-hmm. without the death, there's no burial. Mm-hmm. It's a seed. It's just like a seed. You know, the, the society back in those days when this was written was an agrarian society. Mm-hmm. It was based on farming. So every farmer knew this. You got a seed, you can keep that seed for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is it? As long as you got it in your hand, it's a seed, right? Mm-hmm. But when you take that seed and you put it in the ground, mm-hmm. and that and, and that protective layer rots out around that that seed, mm-hmm. what's inside of that seed? Then what does it do? It sprouts and becomes new life, mm-hmm. and it produces fruit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the same analogy when you look at the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Mm-hmm. Without the death. The shedding of the blood, there would have been no burial. Would have been right. put, the seed would have been put in the ground. But had that seed not germinated and come out of the ground, would it have would have would it have had the effect? Because mm-hmm. it wouldn't reproduced. And here's something else. When I look when you look at that, yesterday I I picked two bell peppers off my plants. <clears throat> well, I picked more than two, but <laughs> I, I picked two that had blemishes on them. Yeah. And I cut the, the blemishes out of it and ate the rest. Yeah. I had the others that I picked were were beautiful. And then there's one there's there's one plant that doesn't produce as much as the other plant. Mm-hmm. And but it still produces. Mm-hmm. And what it produces, when it produces, I, I, I get the so we 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 too we, we got a human we have too much time human analyzing everything Absolutely. when we need to be Simplicity. talking to God about ourselves. Simplicity. If we talk to God about ourselves, we're going to live the life that's pleasing to God and then Absolutely. we're going to be the person and then we answer questions for others that help them grow. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. it's like the person asked me. To me, that person is having a struggle with the Holy Spirit saying this is what you need and them going... No, and his own self will said, "Yeah, I don't think want to argue that. about it because yeah. uh, whatever." To me, that person right there, and this is just my my basic my opinion. Me, that person right there, is do, is is struggling with wanting to learn about God and know God, but not fully understanding yeah. and and needing to fully understand, but doesn't not ready to be fully understood and so there's a struggle going on in my opinion they're they're more likely to go to heaven than the person who does all the right things but in their mind they're like well i'm just play i'm I, I do I'm, this under, I'm under grace yeah i'm i'm a christian but i but they're not really because they're 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 quietly just not battling and struggling yeah. between each other you know so there's no conviction there's no yes, realization of there absolutely all right We've gone over, but but I said this, 35 minutes, so close this, John, quick. <laughs> Father, thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity to come and share with other people, and I just hope and pray that in you and by your Spirit that you will prick somebody's conscience mm-hmm. and their heart to cause them to pick up what your Word says that you wrote for us. Not listen to what man says, but listen to what you're telling them about your Word because you are the divine authority. 
and, and to begin to investigate and study and dig deeper into this Word to find out the truth of the Gospel that we've been given. Father, I pray as, as we go out in this next week that we keep these things in our hearts and our minds, focus our eyes on You, and I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.